There are sneaky little intangible areas that are stealing your abundance and growth in your business. And I want to talk about it today because there's these little pockets of things that you can't put your fingers on, you can't touch them, can't see them, you can't taste them, like none of your senses work for it. And it is the mind and mindset shifts that you need in order to get to where you want to be in 2024 and in the future. And allowing yourself to make changes in this area really will have a profound effect on your business. So I want to share some of the things that I've gone through recently, things that I'm working on currently with you in the hopes that maybe you might benefit from it as well. Let's get into it. Hey friend, welcome to the Small Business Finance Podcast. Do you want confidence and clarity with your business finances? Do you find yourself up late at night searching for tax deductions, how to track your business finances, or for QuickBooks tips? Do you wake up with big, ambitious goals, but you end up feeling confused and frustrated because accounting and tax is really foreign? Hi, I'm Tiffany. I've heard this so many times from clients who used to feel this way. They felt overwhelmed about what to do with their numbers and wish that they could stop the financial madness. They want a clarity and the ability to grasp the financial basics, know who to call when they had a question and to stop worrying about owing money to the IRS, but they thought they weren't good with numbers and the overwhelm kept them stuck without any solid financial plan until they realized that business systems are the ticket to gaining financial confidence. In this podcast, you will learn step-by-step systems, easy to understand financial tips and mindset transformation so that you will gain financial confidence as an entrepreneur. Dust off your spreadsheet, warm up your coffee, and let's get going. One of the things that I've realized over the last year is that we try to compartmentalize our business, our personal life, our families, our friends. We try to silo all of these areas and we think that they are separate. And in reality, they are all woven together and impact each other in ways that I don't even think most of us really realize. So making a shift mentally in one area is going to impact the others. And I think that's one of the reasons why it is so hard in business to really take off and launch and get beyond kind of the solopreneur area is because the amount of growth that it takes is considerable. I don't believe that it's hard. Being an entrepreneur is not that hard. Um, The work that's required to run a business and hire employees and build a team and implement new software and learn new software and find the right vendors. Yes, it can be challenging. There are, there's challenges associated with it, but it's not overall that hard. The hard part is that it requires so much transformation and growth individually in order to really excel that it requires a totally different level of discipline and dedication and being comfortable with change. And I've just found that in life in general, most people are not comfortable with change, myself, present company included. (laughs) I'm not exempting myself from this by any means. But most people, change is very uncomfortable. And I don't think that ever really goes away, no matter how long you've been in business for yourself. 
But there are ways to manage that and be okay with recognizing it's okay if it's uncomfortable. Because typically, if something's uncomfortable, it means that some really good stuff is, is happening because you're pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. So one of the areas recently that I am looking at and considering is how my emotions and my emotional state are impacting my business. Don't let me lose you. <laughs> it may sound a little woo as I get into this, but Colorado is just really cool and interesting. And so I want to share and expand on this. I think it is safe to say that for the most part, I'm about to be 45. And so my parents and that generation, it was not safe for them to share emotions. It was very much this be seen and not heard. Even as a child myself, you were to be seen and not heard. And you played outside a bench. The thought of sitting on the floor and playing with my parents, I know personally, was a bit of a foreign concept. That never really happened. My parents didn't really know how to play with me as a child. And so you have this dynamic where crying made, I know for me personally, as a child, if I cried, and even now my children, if they get upset about something, you can see physically the amount of emotion. <laughs> it's this trigger in my parents where they don't know how to handle that, especially my, my dad. My mom, not as much, but my dad didn't really know how to <clears throat> be empathetic in that situation, but he wasn't taught how to handle his own emotions. So there's a reason for all of that. I'm not dismissing it or approving of it, but there are reasons for it. And so if you take this a step further, now as an adult, having to rewrite those stories and make shifts in myself to have an empathy for my children and to learn how to manage my own emotions and understanding the mindset surrounding all of this, it, as you can tell, it gets deep pretty quickly. And I am not a psychologist by any stretch of the imagination, but I do know my own personal experiences. And so I want to share my own personal experience and some of the things that I'm doing to work on those things to get better. Because I fully believe that if you will embrace this kind of intangible, woo, maybe weird stuff that Maybe you've been digging into this for a while and you're listening to me and thinking, wow, this is perfect timing. I, I've really been digging into this stuff and it's amazing that Tiffany's talking about this. Or you could be the other side where you've not dug into this area at all and you might think it's just a little bit on the crazy side and you don't even know where to start. Regardless of where you're at on this, I would challenge you to really lean into it because what I'm finding is that the key to not only success and living the life that we really want is found pretty much in between our ears and how we manage our mental state, our mindset, but also just the peace of life and really living that abundance that I feel like most people want to live. It's just scary to get to that point. And as with a lot of things in entrepreneurship, it can feel lonely. I know Aside from 
friends that I know are going into this personal growth area as well, or friends that are entrepreneurs, which I don't have a lot of entrepreneur friends. Most of my friends work for somebody else. A lot of the stuff that I'm talking about right now, it is lonely. Entrepreneurship is lonely. And then you start digging into mindset and growth and trying to be a better person and a better parent, a better business owner and spouse and all these things. It gets lonely quick. Again, it goes back to being comfortable with being uncomfortable. And most people aren't willing to do that. And so it takes a lot of courage to step out and be willing to feel these uncomfortable feelings. And as I talked to my business coach recently, one of the things that we talked about was the story that we tell ourselves. Typically, when something happens, we associate a story with it, whether it's correct or incorrect. Most of the time, I would venture to say it's incorrect. We attach a story that's not actually true. It's just something that we made up in our mind probably due to past experiences and other times that something maybe similar happened. Sometimes it has nothing to do with us. And it's actually just generational stories that have been passed down to us, things that our parents and grandparents told us to be true. We accepted it as true and never questioned it, never stopped to say, I wonder why I think this. Why is it that I have this belief that money is hard to make? Why is it that I have this belief that, you know, I have to be really frugal because money doesn't grow on trees. Why is it that I have this belief that I have to grind work super, super hard all the time? Because if I don't, then things don't get done. Or honestly, I could go on and on. I could rattle these things off in perpetuity because there are so many of them. And at some point you would say, yep, heard that. Yep, I believe that. And I would challenge you to stop. And really start capturing those thoughts and questioning where they come from. And then start dismantling them and figuring out what is the real story. And that's one of the things I'm personally working on is what is the real story? Something happens to you in the day. You have a customer that just gets really mad and angry and they're yelling and screaming. Maybe it's your office manager or maybe at you and they're just, they're really upset about something. It's possible that you did something wrong. It is totally also possible that it has nothing to do with you. It is also possible that maybe it does have something to do with you, but their reaction and the way that they are showing this being upset, this anger is not in a way that's truly beneficial because they don't know how to handle their own emotions because they were never allowed to do it as a child. And so you can look at a situation like that and go, oh, this is really interesting. This person probably was not ever honored as a child and allowed to have emotions, allowed to express themselves. They weren't taught to verbalize what is going on in a way that honors them and the other person and is respectful. And then when you put it through a lens of, oh, this is interesting, this is probably what happened in their life. Maybe their parent was an alcoholic. Maybe they didn't have parents. Maybe they grew up in the foster system and they bounced from house to house and they were never in a house long enough to have someone really pour into them and teach them to manage their emotions. Maybe they were abused and they were in a household that was just really toxic. And 
you can look at them with more empathy and go, oh, that's got to have been a horrible situation. They had something go on that impacted them in this way. And when you can look at it that way and you have someone exploding in front of you, then you can stop and pause. And instead of getting triggered, because the human nature, the human reaction, the typical response is to lash out in kind. You yell at me, you get in my face, you treat me like I'm an idiot, then therefore I'm going to do that to you. And then it escalates, it becomes a whole big thing. And I don't know about you, when I've been in a situation like that, where I felt like I had to defend myself because the other person was coming at me and being disrespectful or just doing things that didn't feel good. When I lashed out in kind, I also didn't feel good. It didn't feel good to come back at that person. And obviously this is a kind of an extreme example where you have heightened emotions where, you know, you have to, to be able to stop and pause and take control of those things. But this can happen in a number of different areas. The point of this though, is that you have to be able to stop and control those emotions, control yourself. Because if you can control your emotional state, which is tied into mindset and all these things, this un- intangible stuff that you can't put your fingers on, when you can control that mental state and not get triggered so easily, not allow someone else to control your emotions, then it really opens up this whole other possibility. I think too many times we allow other people to control our emotions. And if you're a man listening to this, I probably have already lost you. I hope I have not. Because I get it. In our society, most men are not taught it's okay to have emotions. Emotions are actually great. They're fine. And it's okay to talk about them. But it's also more important to be in control of them. I think on the male side of things, it's acceptable from a society perspective to have anger like men are it's okay to be angry as a man but beyond that we say as a society that it's not okay to do anything else and that's not true as women it's like the quintessential so they cry a lot they're loud they cackle (laughs) whatever but the reality is is it's okay to have emotions but beyond that and having emotions at an appropriate time how powerful it is to control your emotions and to not allow someone else to control them for you. I think as entrepreneurs, most of us, if I had to guess, started a business because we felt like we knew more than the person who we were working for or could do it better, run it better. We had the skills to be able to go out and do it on our own. We are typically going to be more independent. We're typically going to be more do-it-yourselfers and the people that are willing to learn and do and be more. And most of us, I would dare say, do not like being controlled. I have a four-year-old. My daughter just turned four the other day. And she's in this phase where she wants to do it all by herself. And she does not want help. How dare you open her fruit snacks (laughs) without asking? And even if she says you want that she wants you to, you better ask again just to be sure because it's possible that she's going to say yes, open them, and then you open them, and she's not going to be okay with that. And it's that she's really exercising this independence. She doesn't want to be controlled. And I think as entrepreneurs, we also don't want to be controlled. But the problem is that we allow people to control us all the time with our emotions. Because we don't know how to change the story 
of what's happening in a way that allows us to hold our power. And that's really what it's about is standing in our power and recognizing that the other person has things going on that have nothing to do with us and reframing that story in a way that serves us and allows us to stop, be in control, and then move forward in a way that honors ourselves and the other people that are around us. This could be interactions with employees. This could be interactions with the spouse, with the best friend, with customers, with prospective clients. This could be a number of different things. And so as you find yourself in situations where you might get triggered or you might be upset or something happened and you just get angry or sad or confused, everyone, all of us have different standard, the kind of the home state where we go from an emotional perspective. And so when you find yourself hitting that quote unquote home state, the space that you go to that is common and that is comfortable for you, stop and ask what the real story is. What is the real story of what's happening? So your spouse comes in the door and they throw their keys down and they're aggravated and they start complaining that they didn't want to eat spaghetti for dinner. (laughs) I don't know. This is maybe a silly example. They didn't want spaghetti for dinner. How dare you? make spaghetti for dinner. This is ridiculous. So look at that and try to reframe that story. What is really going on? Does it have anything to do with you? Most likely has nothing to do with you and the fact that you're making spaghetti. It has something to do with something else that happened either during that day or that has nothing to do with you. It is, we live in this society that is honestly so selfish that we think everything has to do with us. That everything that's going on has to do with me. It's got to be about me, right? Because why would it not have anything to do with me? Me, me. No, stop. It likely doesn't have anything to do with you. It likely has something to do with his boss that was a jerk that day that also doesn't know how to handle his emotions and handle a situation right and on, right? You can just see how this ball, snowball, rolls down the hill and gets bigger and bigger because you have all these people that compound situations, And you can't control any of those things. You can't control your spouse. You can't control your customers. You can set boundaries. You can do all these things, but you can't control yourself. And I think the place that you will find the most peace and success in your business is by learning how to reframe those stories that you can control your own emotional state. And by doing that, you're going to allow good things to come to you because you're not holding on to the story that doesn't serve you. You want to release those stories and then allow for the things to come to you that are for you. And by doing this, by going through this exercise, it's going to really be the way to do. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and me sharing some of the stuff that I'm working on personally. If it has resonated with you, I would love to hear that feedback. Shoot me an email. Let me know some of the things that you're going through. I'd love to have some of those conversations with you. If you ever have questions that you want me to spotlight on the podcast, something that you're curious about, whether it's actual taxes and accounting and finance, or if it's something like this that is more intangible and maybe nebulous, the mindset aspects of things, whatever it is, if you have something you want me to share on the podcast and talk about, I would love to spotlight that. Be sure to send me an email. Let me know what those questions are. And with that, thank you so much. I genuinely appreciate you spending your time with me and I cannot wait until next time. 